Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. The complaint by a CIA whistleblower alleging that multiple government officials were alarmed about President Trump's conversation with Ukraine's leader in the efforts at the White House to lock down records of the call offers a roadmap to impeachment. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi explained the process ahead on MSNBC's Morning Joe today. It's up to the committee. They will do the work that they're set out to do, following the facts and the time that it takes to find the facts. As you know, you never know where we're going next. Now I think we're getting involved in the cover-up of the cover-up, and that may be something that will take some time to investigate. Joining me is Michael Gerhardt, a professor of constitutional law at the University of North Carolina School of Law, who's written extensively on the impeachment process, including a sort of primer impeachment, what everyone needs to know. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Thanks for having me. So according to a senior administration official who corroborated the whistleblower's complaint, it was National Security Council lawyers who directed that the record of Trump's conversation with Zelensky be stored on a special highly classified server. So far, there's no evidence that President Trump was directly involved in this. So how would those facts play into an impeachment inquiry? Well, it's a very good question. Um, I think we'll have to do, we're certainly going to need more fact-finding to determine um, who essentially uh, told the uh, national security lawyers to do that. Um, that's a highly unusual thing. It's almost never done. It certainly would, it makes no sense under the current circumstances for it to be done for any reason other than a cover-up. So I think we've got to kind of follow the, the uh, evidence we're going to have and, ter- and, and figure out who was uh, directing them and who that person reported to. Uh, it may well be that the president created an atmosphere in which people felt the need to protect him from himself. Some Democrats are saying that the articles of impeachment could be drawn up by the end of the month. How, is imp- how important is it the way that the articles are drafted? Are they moving too fast? They could be. Um, you- Typically, you, you, House, you want the House Judiciary Committee to do its uh, own fact-finding and to be deliberate um, as it goes along. Um, in contrast with the impeachment of Bill Clinton, there was an extremely fast rush to judgment, as uh, you might recall, and though the, the proceedings went very, very fast, and there was no fact-finding. So um, having fact-finding, I think, is important to uh, help us, uh, maintain the legi- legitimacy of what the House is doing. You mentioned the Judiciary Committee. There seems to be a shift in focus from the Judiciary Committee being the lead committee to the Intelligence Committee. Mm -hmm. Does that raise any concerns because of the legal expertise on the Judiciary Committee, which usually moves impeachment processes? I I don't think so. I think there's a good deal of legal expertise on the Intelligence Committee. It's not uncommon for other committees to be helping with or doing the fact-finding and then share that with the House Judiciary Committee. With Richard Nixon, the critical fact-finding was done by committees other than judiciary, and eventually a judiciary took control of it. So it's it's a very sort of organic process, and it's not at all surprising intelligence should be the first to deal with this because this situation deals with national, national security. 
a step taken in the impeachment proceedings against both President Nixon and Clinton was that House leaders had a floor vote authorizing the Judiciary Committee to conduct an impeachment investigation. That hasn't happened yet. Does that have to happen? Is that a missing element? No, it does not at all have to happen. Um, what's critical is what are the House rules at a given moment. And House rules and, their, and statutes are different now than they were in those prior cases. And so there's really the procedures are, are different. With, uh, right now, the House uh, leadership as well as the House Judiciary Committee are following the House rules as well as applicable statutes. And, and, uh, and that's appropriate. The Constitution doesn't spell out a specific process uh, in an impeachment proceeding. Instead, it leads it to the House's, House's discretion. I want to just talk a little bit about the articles of impeachment specifically. Explain to us what they have to contain. Well, they have a pretty broad, the House has pretty broad discretion as to what it might uh, choose to put into uh, impeachment articles. There do not have to be literal crimes or felonies that have to be traced and um, and the facts have to be shown how they fit those. Because impeachable offenses are not limited to actual crimes but to serious abuses of power, these articles could be relatively broad. They, they will relate to things far more broadly than what the criminal law forbids. So then is it a, a bad strategy if they go forward and just focus on the incident involving Ukraine and don't include elements of the Mueller report? I wouldn't say it's a bad strategy. You've got to take the evidence you've got and, and see where it leads. The Ukraine situation might be what we might refer to as sort of the easy case, the clear case, the obvious case. It almost sort of makes just the facts alone uh, are easy to follow, at least so far, and uh, they seem to set up a, a classic impeachable offense. There are other situations the House Judiciary and other committees have been investigating, ranging from um, tax returns the failure to produce them, as well as to the president's defiance of a, a number of congressional subpoenas. There was an impeachment article against Richard Nixon based on his failure to comply with the legislative subpoena. President Trump has failed to comply with a number of them. And as far as the stonewalling of Congress being done by the Trump administration, are the, as the, court, are the court cases likely to move any faster or have any more impetus because of the impeachment inquiry? Not necessarily. It could be that House lawyers may ask for some expedited uh, decisions, and perhaps those judges uh, in those cases might agree. Um, but it's, we don't know what those judges will rule or whether they will expedite anything. Uh, impeachment might, as I said, justify try, uh, an effort to move faster, but uh, typically court cases and impeachment proceedings just move on different timelines. Less than a minute here, but there's been a lot of publicity about President Trump's statement that the whistleblower was almost a spy and wanting to know identities of the of the sources. Can that be part of impeachment? It might well be. He's clearly trying to intimidate a, a critical witness. The fact is, whoever the whistleblower is, um, is somebody who is trying to follow the rule of law. And the fact that the president's response to the situation is to go after the whistleblower might show a disregard for the law as well as the basic um, boundaries within, a, a pres within which a president should operate. Thanks so much for joining us today. That's Michael Gerhardt. He's a professor of constitutional law at the University of North Carolina School of Law. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. 
You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.